Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. Well, I think like with comedy and making people laugh and cry, it's like such a fine line. Mm-hmm. And especially in my programs where I try to be like, all right, if we're going to laugh, if we get them on this high, we've primed them for a low. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to The Margaret Cho, where I talk to people you know and people you should know. And here's somebody we know very well, Trixie Mattel. Coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark, coming out of the dark. Yeah, coming out of the dark. I'm loving seeing you not as Trixie, but you still are Trixie. Yes. But it's a very, I mean, it's an intense transformation. It sure is. There's so much you have to do. I know. uh, Well, everybody always thinks I'm going to be shorter. Because mm. I think with drag, with the hair so big and the hips so big and the boobs so big, yeah, it shrinks your frame a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then out of drag, people are always like, oh, I didn't know you were like six feet tall. Yeah. And I also don't think I look like a, a lot of times with drag queens in the daytime, we, we call them daywalkers where they have like no eyebrows, but like acrylic nails. <laughs> <laughs> like something's up with that person. Do you like glue the nails on every time? I do. But since I play guitar in my act, I just paint them because... The fakes will chip and break off. And right. You don't do the, the power chords or you don't do like the, the bar chords like Dolly Parton. I do those, but I don't, I mean, listen, I'm not want to blow her cover with those long acrylic square nails. She can't be really playing that. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And if she isn't, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure if she's really doing it because, you know, I play auto harp like she does and I watch her play with basically long plastic square nails. Mm-hmm. Does she mm-hmm. travel with a nail tech? What if one breaks? Maybe she does them herself. That would be something. What is great about your style is that it is really like her, but during her Porter Wagoner phase. Oh, yeah. I love like early 60s Dolly. Yeah. Which really beautiful. I mean, she's been beautiful her whole life. Uh, but absolutely. Yes. I'm very into, um, I always wanted to marry, like obviously I love Barbie, but I always wanted to marry Barbie with like Dolly, but I also love like Dusty Springfield. Yeah. I like, see that too. Like a heavier, because Dusty had like panda eyes Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like white lips dolly was very goody goody like dusty had some darkness oh yeah i didn't even know she i listened to her music i'm gonna be honest i didn't discover her until pretty recently Mm -hmm. 
And I didn't know that she was a lesbian because mm-hmm. I guess it was a secret at the time. But well, no, yeah, you never know about the real story. I mean, there's been many, many stories about Dolly Parton as well. But uh, yeah, Dusty Springfield has a lot of like, there's a lot of mystery around her. Oh my God, she is so beautiful. And that mm-hmm. voice, oh my God. Beautiful. And her, whoever did her styling at the time, just a helmet of hair mm-hmm. and like lace pink jumpsuits. Like yeah. it was almost... I wonder, like, in her moment, in her mind, if she was, like, purposely critiquing the expectation of a woman at the time. Because she's yeah. basically in drag. Yeah, She looks I more so. like Lady Bunny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does look <laughs> a lot like Lady Bunny. She does. But I also, when I see you, I also see a lot of Bobby Gentry. Oh, well. sure. You know, for sure. It's, it's like you're sort of looking at all of these, like, really legendary country women a little tammy wynette yes i love her june love carter her. is like one of my oh, faves yeah. beautiful beautiful yeah beautiful and she was a comedian so i i liked how she fused her act was basically stand up and mm-hmm. then she made it musical yeah and i really like that and tough and tough that's what what's so great about all of those women is they're very tough their legacy is like beyond what is sort of fluffy that you know they wrote songs well i don't know bobby gentry left show business you know, she just sort of like opted out and Dusty. Let's do that. Yeah, let's just luck opt out. Mm-hmm. Like sort of bowed out like Doris Day. You just sort of like walked away. Yeah. You know, without a sense of like needing to look back or needing to be involved in any way. You know, ran away from it, which I think is great. A lot of people just dip and don't say anything. That gentleman who was in the second um, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, that movie that was supposed to be gay, that was like the gay movie. Uh-huh. He just like pieced out. He couldn't deal with the fact that people thought he was gay because he was gay. Mm-hmm. He just like moved to Mexico mm. and opened a store. I like that. And only a few years ago did he resurface and start going to like horror conventions. Oh, that's cool. People were like, where have you been? He was like, I just got over it. Mm. it's like um i love Joni mitchell mm-hmm. and in the beginning she was like borderline irritated about getting famous because mm. she was like this was my hobby and now you guys yeah. are trying to make it like about money <laughs> yeah. she doesn't even like folk music that much mm-hmm. because she was like it's simple i was only doing this to make money on the side as a a gig yeah that's why she switched to jazz but it's just so funny that some people are so prolific that they're like bored of it i mean that's what we Do you think that Trixie's going to have like a Laurel Canyon kind of a phase? I could change my drag name to Laurel Canyon. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> she could go through like a Ziggy Stardust phase. Where oh, totally. she's like her own like mysterious like alter ego. Yes, because some of these drag queens have multiples. Yeah. But I always wanted to do a guy, an older guy, like, but he was the first famous child model. <laughs> So I, and he still models children's clothing. Oh, that's great. And I think he kind of like embellishes to the point where like, he says he was the Gerber baby. He kind of talks about how like, he was at child modeling things with like Christy Turlington and like got gigs from her. And I think like he would work at shoots where it'd be actual kids modeling for like Gap and then he's there in like Mm -hmm. kids clothing. Yeah. Like, I love that. Like what would the most famous child model be who somehow never fell off and still got to model child, children's clothing like later in life. Maybe it would be like Mikey from like Life Serial. No, that's more of a character actor. Yeah, like I think he would have like tall tales about how he's basically in everything. Yeah. Like he he let Drew Barrymore have the part in um, uh, E.T. E.T. <laughs> and like they only gave her those pigtails because that was his hair at the time. Yes. And he was booked. I think that's good. I yeah. think that's a good. That's a and good I thing. I think he wears like a lot of powder blue. I think he has like a blonde bowl cut, sort of like um. Remember when Michael McDonald used to play Stuart mm-hmm, on Mad mm-hmm. TV? Yes, oh yeah. Stuart. Something like that. <laughs> it's so twisted. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe he has like Gary Coleman syndrome, so he's mm-hmm. like perceived to be an adult child baby. Yeah, like Emmanuel Lewis or I don't, Gary Coleman's dead. Is Emmanuel Lewis alive? He is alive. 
I don't know. I believe he's I haven't alive. kept up on my adult little people. The, t- the, the, the trials. Yeah, I just call it the Gary Coleman thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably put that disease on the map. Well, there was a lot happening with Gary Coleman, I think, with well, all of the cast members of Different Strokes. Because, um, well, Dana Plato, really, you know, she had a hard life with uh, the drug addiction. I've never seen that program. It's, it's the one where Facts of Life comes from, Different sure. Strokes. And um, Facts of Life with Joe, yes, with the girls. With the girls. Facts of Life was Mrs. Garrett and yes. yeah, Blair and Natalie and Tootie. Natalie, what's the real actor? Mindy? Mindy Cole. Okay, I did a game show with her. And my mom was never impressed by anybody I ever meet, ever, except her. Wow. My mom was like, oh my God. Did she get her picture? (laughs) she get an autograph? RuPaul, nothing. Who cares? That was, because I guess with parents, you need to find someone that they think is famous and then they're impressed. Their frame of reference. My mom only ever saw me on TV when I was on American Horror Story because it was a show she already watches. Oh. (laughs) She was like, you were on my show. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Which season were you on? I was on Roanoke. I was in the finale. I played myself for like. Oh, yeah. It was very like um, Elaine Stritch in (laughs) Scooby-Doo. But I didn't know how I was going to fit in because I got a call from them and they were like, we want you to play yourself. And I was like, an American Horror Story? That's cool. In Roanoke, which is about like ghosts and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. But it was cool. It was really cool. Um, My brother's in Roanoke. He gets eaten. I think he, he gets eaten. He gets. He's in the Asian American family, or no? They're from Taiwan. They get killed. He. Oh, he um, he's the dad. But uh, that's really cool. Uh, you can be all the the Ryan Murphy um, universe. If I was allowed on the Fox lot. Oh, so- I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it was a gag. I mean, it was like, I'm ready to, you know, like shut it down. I'm ready to solve the Roanoke. And they were like, here's your five lines fag. Just like calm down. But it's great. Oh, it was great. So great. Loved it. I also love the, the Iggy Azalea video. That was also amazing. I love anything where I show up and you, you know, when you're in drag, it's like a ticking time bomb of like pain and discomfort uh-huh. <laughs> where you're like, I look good now, but in 45 minutes, mama. Oh no. It's going to turn sandpaper. So. Oh. But it was great. Iggy, it was like, show up, do your thing. I was gone in 15 minutes. I love that. That's incredible. Because you know, sometimes you should like the first one there and you're sitting there yeah. waiting for hours. Yeah, and like, it can take a long time. But that's happening? that's great when it's like if you're in and you're out. And also so many like, I guess, the mainstream celebrities, I don't really like love that term, but you always get asked like how often drag queens are being included in things like that now. And it's always like the right and wrong way of how to include us and she was great. I mean, Iggy Azalea is basically in drag anyway. And she's a fan. She's a real fan. So you can tell. Yeah. You can tell like the way that they want to uh, put you in there. Like, you know, she's a real fan. Yeah. Like, Are you knows. being featured or is it like a gay intern who was like, you know what? We get traffic. <laughs> if we got 15 <laughs> drag queens down here. You know, it's like that's never fun. But it's a it's definitely like, you know, somebody that knows you and knows what you're about. And it's really good. It's yeah. really, really good. Oh, my God. She's so beautiful in real life. If you ever get to meet her, it was like, I forgot that she originally was a model or something. Right? Mm-hmm. And she just has like perfect skin and doe eyes. And her body's obviously enhanced. Her, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. She's amazing. With long human hair, like lime green wig. It's so great. It's so great. And then they got, it was a prop thing where we were making cakes and they had a table full of cakes and they were from a really nice place in L.A. And, of course, nobody there was going to eat them. And mm-hmm. they were like, Iggy was like, we, like, punched this cake and destroyed it. And she was like, do you want to take this home? <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. That's so nice. I will take this destroyed cake. I love it. Now, I'm so glad that I got to watch the documentary, Moving Parts. You did? I did. 
And I was really moved. You know, it's so beautiful to see your fans, you know, the way that you talk about your fans in the movie and how affected they are. It seems like on a very deep level that they connect to you. It's intense, man. It's beautiful. And surprising. Mm -hmm. I think that if you, from the front end, design something with a goal to emotionally reach someone, you're not surprised. Mm -hmm. But everything I do up there is sort of an exercise in Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-fulfillment. So then on the other end, when people are like, that really helped me, you're like, what? Well, I think because you're writing real songs, these are not like what we normally see in drag in general like we we definitely see a lot of different kinds of artistry but your songs are actually like beautiful country songs there's a a kind of sadness that comes along with the character Trixie Mattel you know there's a kind of a broken toy there yeah you know that I think people really relate to well I think like with comedy and making people laugh and cry it's like such a fine line Mm -hmm. and especially in my programs where I try to be like all right if we're gonna laugh if we get them on this high, we've primed them for a low. And then uh-huh. once they've cried a little bit, they're going to be so excited to shoot back up. And I think with comedy, it's like if we're always writing that line anyway, if we're always making the jokes about things that we're actually uncomfortable with or things we don't like. I just wish I um earlier in life had played guitar in my act because drag queens don't really play guitars. No, no. So I never really thought of it. You know, I played guitar since I was like 12. Mm-hmm. I just never thought to put it in the act. And then when I did, it was like. Oh my God, light bulb. Yeah. But with people like Sarah Silverman and like early Adam Sandler, I can't believe I didn't do it earlier. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like when you're in drag that there is a kind of a set thing of like the th- sort of career path that you follow is that you do sort of novelty songs and then it's really about the lip sync and it's really about bringing your, your club banger and it's on tracks and you're not encouraged to like think about playing live or any of that kind of stuff. It's just not in the universe of what we think about drag. Yeah. And especially since playing guitar and singing is such a real thing, mm-hmm. and Trixie's made to be such a fake thing, right. I just never thought to put it together. Therefore, I never anticipated it was going to like work that way. Mm-hmm. But it's it works really well. It's sort of like well. a dog on the hind legs kind of thing. <laughs> it works really well. Yeah, it's, it's, I really luck out. It's really cool. It's sort of a lost place where we we have lost this idea of like the, the country songbird. You know, it's really what the Gibson hummingbird was made for or like a Gibson dove was made for do you Trixie. Play I do. I you play do? I play guitar. I had a Gibson Gibson gave me a hummingbird um which is I don't even know where it is right now. That's what I mean, I, play. I know I saw that you have it. Did they make a special edition Trixie Mattel hummingbird? I feel like they should make a dove for you. Either that or like one of those Everly Brothers double pick guard. Those are cool as hell. Yeah, yeah with the Trixie hair. Oh my god. Gibson is so happy you just gave him the million dollar idea. Yeah, well, Gibson (laughs) should make the Trixie Mattel special edition. It would be like the pink guitar with the yellow gold pick guard on both sides, the double pick guard. So it would be the Everly Brothers guitar, but with Trixie Mattel uh, design. I can't believe you play guitar. Mm Mm-hmm. I was reading Sarah Silverman's book, The Bedwetter. Yes. And she was talking about how early in her career, she was told that if like every comedian should learn some musical instrument. Mm. Did you learn after you got, did you hear that through the grapevine? (laughs) No, I played piano first when I was a kid. And then I went through this phase where I was like very much like a kind of a 90s riot girl and was very inspired by Courtney Love. And I wanted to be Kim Deal and Kelly Deal and play guitar. But uh, I haven't played for a while. So like all my calluses went away. But I, I did have, like kind of a collection of like mountain dulcimers and um (gasps) guitars i have a jerry jones electric sitar somewhere so i love i love guitars i think they're really they're magical and they're kind of like jewelry they are very much like and i think also the guitar thing ends up being my my shoehorn a lot of the times with 
so much of my audience is women who like women. Mm-hmm. It's like more than half my audience is young girls who are like very femme presenting. Who I mean, those girls come to my shows in like wigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, they love guitar playing. Yeah, they love it. They love it. They love it because it shows off a kind of agency where you don't need to follow in the footsteps of other kind of drag performers uh-huh. that you're not here to parody or like make an imitation of womanhood. It's more of a performative experience of femininity. Totally. And right when I started playing guitar, I was like 12 or 13. And my brother got a guitar and he was, he picked it up and quit in a week. Most people get a guitar and quit immediately because mm-hmm. it's too hard. But I was really, at the time, the things that were on the radio were like Sheryl Crow and Avril Lavigne and Michelle mm. Branch. Yeah. And so all these women with guitars were having like a moment. Yeah, I love it. And so that's why me being like so young and so gay, I was, I saw it as like this female instrument. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of gay guys don't play guitar because it's presented so macho. Right. It's presented as like a very macho instrument. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, I know Jake Shears mm-hmm. and Orville Peck and like maybe two other people I've ever met who are gay and play guitar. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just not out there, but. The, also, the way that you're performing as Trixie Mattel, the way that your body is, is quite like, it's like a dreadnought. Oh, you know, yeah, totally. That you have the shape, and so it makes it even more feminine. It's a very rounded sound, and it's yeah. a very rounded look. I love that. Gibson makes my favorite guitar. I mean, I grew up playing a hummingbird with my grandpa, mm-hmm. but their guitars are so good. I have I have a few hummingbirds. That pink one I play in the show in Skinny Legend, yeah. that one actually is not even custom. They were selling it last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I called this guitar dealer, and I was like, do you have this pink hummingbird? And they were like, oh, thank God. No one's called about it. <laughs> And I was like, well, I'm calling about it. Yeah. I wish I would have got two. Yeah, it's so good. They're fierce. Yeah, I'm having a white one built right now because I'm going back on tour in the spring. And Mm -hmm. I've done the pink one. And now I think I want to do white because I've been wearing a lot of white go-go boots. Oh, cute. And I like the look of that Nancy Sinatra, like white boot, white guitar. I think that's a good idea. She follows me on Instagram. Oh, she does. Yes. And I don't know. And I know it might not really be her. I think it's her. But I think it is too. I think it's her. She is such an icon. I know she is. She really is. Oh my God. That's her. a good one. She is so beautiful. Even like, I mean, she's, I don't know how old she is now. She just is lashes and teeth and perfect skin. Oh my God. Mm, so good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I wish that Lilith Fair was still around because I think Trixie Mattel would be a great addition to Lilith Fair. I agree. You know, wouldn't that be great? Oh, are you? Oh my God, Brandy Carlisle is like my life. Like, oh, I my, love. Oh my God, love. and then I think it would be her. I think I mean Melissa Etheridge. Yes, I am. Of that course. album. Yes. Oh my God, amazing. Those songs are not that hard to play on guitar. So I was learning guitar, learning those songs, and they are so good. Mm-hmm. That album is timeless. Yeah. I was at a show the other day and I started playing Come to My Window because sometimes oh. people would just yell things and I'll just play it. And I was so many young girls there and I was like, do you guys even know this? Or is this like not cool with like 
young girls and they were like we know it i'm sure they know it i'm that sure they know it so her voice oh she's amazing she's she sounds great and i just i just saw her at uh world pride in new york uh-huh and uh, she did a set in times square oh my god so i was there for that she's just incredible and has aged like beautifully perfect. beautifully and I her think, voice i think her voice yeah her voice is even better oh my god you know like a wallet a worn-in wallet <laughs> She's a broken in Doc Martin. She's perfect. <laughs> yes. She's perfect. Do you know her? I only know her like just very peripherally and we've done shows together. You know, like Katie Lang, I know from shows. Yeah. And I know, you know who I know is uh, Patty Griffin. That's fierce. I've written with Patty Griffin. Uh, she is amazing. She's like, to me, she's she's probably my favorite of like the modern kind of like songwriters. Yeah. She's really extraordinary. Brandy's pretty up there. Mm-hmm. Jason Isbell is like, oh my God, oh, I yeah. think he is really it. Mm-hmm. Those are probably two of my favorites. Amy Mann. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, I've never met her, and I've met so many people through her who are like, she knows who you are. You should reach out. I'm like, I'm not just going to reach out to Amy Mann. I'm sure she's a oh, fan. Oh, my God. But yeah. it, she loves comedy. She loves comedy, and I think that she's incredible. And her voice is so beautiful. Oh, and my God, her songwriting. Evocative. And her songwriting is really incredible. Three years ago, two years ago, she won Best Folk Album Grammy for her album Mental Illness, and I've never been so third-party happy for someone I've never met. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Because it's like the recognition of a true artist that this is real country it's not like parody songs it's not like techno or Some people all have that mastered that parody thing. that's all great yeah. you know but it's a different place it would be harder for me to try to pass off like dance music because i don't know anything about it mm-hmm. the only thing i know about is playing guitar and stuff yeah so it's great also it's so nice to be able to travel without a musician and just like be able to just like if the audience isn't feeling it wrap the song early move on mm-hmm. or if someone yells a song people yell wonderwall all the time <laughs> When you play guitar, you have to learn like Wonderwall. You have to learn like Time of Your Life, Green Day. You have to learn like Landslide. Yes. You need to be ready. Yeah. Do you, I, can you play Freebird? Of course. That's yeah. a good one. And then same with piano people. I bet they have to learn like Piano Man. Yeah. Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. Have you done Creep? Uh, it feels like you would do I've never creep. done Creep, but I could play Creep. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. I love to do... um. Listen, like I've done enough clubs where like sometimes the audience is tipsy and I'm like, what song can I just play where they will perform in mm-hmm. their drunken state and I can just sort of be here in chaperone? <laughs> like Avril Lavigne Skater Boy. Oh, yeah. That's bust a good that one. out anytime. That's a good one. Anybody will snap out of a drunken stupor and know everywhere to that song. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah. That's good. I can't even play guitar. How did I know that? I mean, I've seen like... So much of your work, I've never seen you play. Yeah. If I'm playing live, like I'll put it on somebody else to play. Like it's like sometimes it's harder for me to like get really confident enough. There was a couple of years where I was bringing the guitar on tour and playing and accompanying myself. And then, but for me, like, because I really need to practice to get there. Right. And then I'm constantly thinking about like, oh, how am I going to get this to sound right? You know, like kind of being in the moment with the song. To me, it's a a lot harder. So if I have somebody else playing, it's a little easier for me. Because you don't sing on your records ever really, right? Sometimes, yeah. You do? Sometimes. It's mostly very separated. So I have like sort of singing stuff and then I have my comedy thing. Like if I play like music, I'll play with like somebody like Ben Lee or I've done stuff with Fiona Apple or John Bryan or, you know, um, somebody like that is obviously amazing so i can't i oh can't God. really keep up with it it's hard Fiona apple it's so great that album extraordinary machine came out when i was like i don't know 15 mm-hmm. probably too young to really understand it but i loved it yeah she's her amazing voice and her style she just does her own thing man yeah she's such a beautiful songbird and just somebody that is just like almost like not from this world 
Totally. You are so amazing. Yeah. It's so good. That's fierce. But I see that in you and I want to know, like, do you think about that, like, what the trajectory of Trixie's musical career is going to be? I feel like you need yeah. to be, like, out there. You need to be, like, getting the Country Music Awards. I have gotten some cool stuff. I mean, like, it's gotten... Now, instead of just being the drag queen in the drag show doing folk music, I'll get to be at the music festivals playing in drag, which is always cool. Like, I just did Stampede in Calgary, which is a huge country music festival. And that was wild to get to, like, you know, headline one of the nights. And Mm -hmm. so stuff like that does happen here and there. I'm obsessed with chronology. Mm -hmm. So, like, my first record was, like, Radio 50s Country. My second record was, like, early 60s folk revival. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm sort of moving into, like, for the third record that I'm writing now, we're doing sort of a post-Beatles British Invasion. It's a little more plugged in. Uh It's a little more hand-clappy. Yeah, up, upbeat and sweet and um, like 60s radio music, like really sugary and fun. Yeah. And then now you have to do the Sgt. Pepper's pet sounds. Yes. Kind of like totally. Get, get weird. Get super weird and like psychedelic and then have like the kind of, you know, very swirling sounds or like when they went into the weirdness, like weird sounds. I have like to start drugs. Voice sounds. Yes. I have to start doing drugs. Have you ever done drugs? I mean, I'm like that person who was a goody-goody in school. And so then later in life, when everyone's like, yeah, just do it. Their body's used to it. And I always have like Tower of Terror experiences. (laughs) Like I will never do ecstasy again in my life. I would jump off a building before I did that. Um, If you get some dark-sided ecstasy, that is not a fun ride. No. That is like a Disneyland ride breaking down and it's dark. It's just like, no. It's not good. No. I've done like a little mushrooms where that was enjoyable, but then people tell me they eat too much and freak out. I'm always the cautionary tale of like, what could go wrong? Yeah. But it's better not to do them. I tried marijuana once, smoking marijuana once. I tried it with Latrice and it was her dark voodoo swamp weed because, you know, she, (laughs) she smokes like... I don't know, mm-hmm. Florida drag queen weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it hit me like a hurricane. Yeah, it's I was a like, lot. I gotta go. Yeah. But I like to drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love to drink, but I always gotta be up early and I always got stuff to do. And so it's I know like... it's hard. It's hard with the schedule that you have with all of the work and with all of the traveling and then having to get in drag. It's like so much and carrying so much so stuff much. around. Getting in drag. I was just in P-Town last week because mm-hmm. I did Town Hall. You've done Town Hall, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I did it as a fundraiser and it was super cool. And um, I had wanted to celebrate my show. I was so happy it was done. And then I was like, I got to get up and be in the goddamn parade tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Have you done that parade? Mm-hmm. 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 It's like 90 degrees. It's so hot. And then it's everybody is out and it's it's really fun. It but is it's, fun. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of a crazy yeah. time. Provincetown it's, is great, but it's a lot. It's a lot. Normally, I live there the whole summer and mm-hmm. I do the post office. Yeah. And that's where I workshop like my new material before it goes on tour. Mm-hmm. P-Town's great because it's like rich white fags who will not laugh unless it's funny. <laughs> so it's a great testing audience because yeah. like they're not trying to make you feel good. Yeah. They're yeah. like, all right, Varla's down the street. You got 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, but I didn't get to go this year, but at least I got to go do a fundraiser. We did a fundraiser for the Provincetown LGBT Resource Center mm. and they raised um, $25,000. That's nice. That's really nice. Super cool. Did you get to see Dina Martina too? No, I couldn't see her this year. I had to pick my battles because only, only there a week. Oh, so, so who I, did, did, I who saw did Ben. Oh, good, good, good. Ben's new show is called Ready to Be Committed, and it's about him getting married. Mm-hmm. And he is like, it's almost, have you seen Ben Le before? Yeah, of course. It's like a flagrant demonstration of talent. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, you know when you're playing basketball and someone slaps the ball down and goes, booyah! That is how talented <laughs> it is. It's like, the number of costume changes, the number of videos and characters you're like, and the puppets yeah. that he builds himself. Incredible. 
I'm like, so oh my incredible. god, I'm gonna take my guitar on the street. And then I saw Jinx Monsoon and Major Scale's new show called Together Again. Oh yeah. Where they play themselves reuniting for a concert in 2065. Oh my god, that's amazing. So they're in old age, white hair, everything. That's incredible. And they they do an hour long show where they kind of slowly reveal that their friendship had a falling out and they haven't talked since. Oh wow. It was really great. That's cool. I saw Tammy Brown. Oh, I love Tammy. I saw her too. Yeah. And I will never be the same. I love Tammy. This one, I've taken her on tour as my opener, so I've seen her 15 minutes, the hour. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Margaret, <laughs> I was transported. Teletubby, take me to Mars. It was like there was a part where she has everyone in the audience close their eyes, and she does a sense memory exercise where she talks about being like in a park, eating and enjoying some wine. And then she has sound effects of gunshots start playing. Ooh. And she's up there like this, pointing a gun. <laughs> and then she goes, and that's what it's like to be in America right now. Mm. And then she just goes, hit it, and sing some <laughs> other song. <laughs> like, I so love she her. is so odd. Yeah. And so 30% of the audience is like, where are we? Yeah. But the true diehard Tammy fans, we are living. It's amazing. It's like a Dina Martina where like, it's the litmus paper of like, if you don't get it, I don't get you. Yeah. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's very, very intense. I saw Raja, which was great. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have seen more. I wish, because, you know, you can see Richfield. You can see. And I heard mm. this is Barla's best show ever. Yeah. I love Barla. Oh, my God. She is another one where you're like, you really invented the drag queen one woman show. Yeah. Because like, there's really so many did. things that you discover. There's so many things you can do. And she's done, you know, I've written this like three or four shows. But, you know, when you talk to someone like her and she's like on show number 16 or something, mm-hmm. you're like, what? It's great. It's crazy. But it is true. Like Provincetown is the place to kind of develop it. And then you can take it out to the rest of the world. Yeah. Once you've spent a summer there doing your thing. Like my first summer there, I did my show Ages 3 and up 55 times. So then it was like when you go on road, you're like a sleeper agent. You don't have to mm-hmm. rehearse because mm-hmm. you know it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's good. And so now you're on tour with Skinny Legend. Or well, you just finished that and now you're... Yes. So Skinny Legend, we just taped it because I had toured it already mm-hmm. it was my first time taping a special and you have to sort of Marie Kondo those jokes forever because you can't really ever say them again I guess yeah yeah so it's kind of a bummer but my next show hasn't been announced yet but it tours in the spring mm-hmm. it's but, great um, yeah. so you are you kind of like now it's a little bit of a quiet time where I mean there's so much other stuff too oh my gosh there's, yeah because I have to write the next record and then there's the the line the, the cosmetics lines coming. cosmetics line yes. do you want to see some of it I do I brought some of it for you to play with Ooh. let me grab my bag oh okay? yeah yeah it's right there. Yes. So yeah, we launched these cosmetics <gasps> this year these and we launched uh, one lipstick shade and nine glitters to start, but we have new products coming out basically through the oh next calendar this year. This packaging is great. I know if drag has taught me anything, packaging matters. So it's a beautiful heart shaped lipstick bullet with um, the T and this color is called Stacy. Yeah. It's like a super hot pink. And it's a beautiful pink. I yeah, mean, it's beautiful. Now, the texture of it, it's very matte. Yeah, it's super matte. And that's what it's like. It's kind of like got a little bit of a sheen as well. Yeah, we were trying to make something that was going to look matte but feel smooth. Yes. And when this I was testing beautiful. the formula at my house, I would check the mirror because I would feel it being smooth. And I would be like, oh, I think it's like not matte enough. I know it's going to be glossy. And I'll look in the mirror and it wasn't glossy. Mm-hmm. So it's fab. And it also because it's a new line, I was like, well, if I'm going to launch one shade, what's something universal and kind of obnoxious that everybody can use? And a hot pink is a good color. It's beautiful. And the packaging is great. So you have like that, like 
very, very pink toy totally <laughs> and then a rainbow well i love toys i'm a huge toy collector barbie collector and um mm -hmm. when i was getting somebody to collaborate with on the packaging instead of getting somebody who works in cosmetics i got somebody who has a background in creating toys mm -hmm. yeah it was like well let's make this look like if it was on a toy shelf you wouldn't even clock it it's exactly that it's got that hasbro totally mattel like feeling but i love the heart shape of the bullet that is really special yeah it's super fab that's then, really unusual then we launched a whole bunch of glitters because it was like um i mean I'm a drag queen. You got to start with glitters, right? Yeah, glitters are important. <laughs> and me, and then they're usable for every aspect of it. So this is a beautiful one. This is like kind of a pink, but it's iridescent. Yeah, it's called Melon Baller. So it's like a melon okay. that shines pink and blue. Yeah, so it's like orange and then an iridescent kind of a sheen. Because my deal with glitter is it's usually not big enough. So I did two different formulas. So that formula is called sprinkles and they're bigger. So they're for like hair and nails because you can hear they're like heavy duty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then these ones are called sparkles and they're much finer. So these are I eye see. safe. Oh, great. Because for drag, you have the kind that you want to put in your eyeball and the kind that you want big and chunky so you can see it from space. Because uh -huh. some of these are wild. And so many people were like, some of these are too crazy. Don't make them. No one's going to want them. But the crazy ones are the ones people want. They're the ones that sell. Yeah. This one is um, Carol Ann. <laughs> Carol Ann. It was... Um, Named after Poltergeist, yes. the TV. It's a, the a Heather O'Rourke. Yes, in, she in passed away. She passed away. Well, that movie is completely, it's cursed, just like Different Strokes, the TV show is cursed. Like, yeah, Dominic Dunn died. Yeah, Heather O'Rourke died. She's that little girl? Yeah, she's a little girl. So Carol Ann died, and then, the, yeah, the older sister died. She's so glamorous. She's though. so glamorous. Yeah. But it's a, it, yeah, it's a great movie. And, and this one's called Pony Up. Ooh. Well, even this one, people are like, why are you making these crazy? Nobody. I was like, people want these crazy ones. They do. These festival hookers. They. Oh yeah, this is perfect for festivals. The glitter is like very playful, so you're kind of crossing the line between like toy into makeup. Like it's out of grooming and more into the fantastical like play. Yeah. Sphere. Because it was like, I mean, with products, everything right now with Instagram and stuff, everything's so like cunty, fierce. And I was like, we have to remember that this is body paint that we're putting on for fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody mm -hmm. normal, everybody wants the same thing. They want products that are priced well, that are fun to play with and that look cool. Because you're buying a fantasy. You're buying the playfulness, you know? Totally. So where can people purchase this? They can get this at Trixie Cos uh, TrixieCosmetics.com. Mm -hmm. And okay. you can direct it from my website, Trixie Mattel. Yeah. We also have an Instagram called Trixie Cosmetics. That's so great. We have so many things coming out this year. We have like different blushes coming out. I'm obsessed with blush. I love blush. Obsessed. I love blush. If I could have a career just making blushes, it would be like a Mac store with nothing but blush. <laughs> That's what I would do. To me, it's like your face is very structural. So it's it's really a lot of contours and it's an anime eye. Yeah. You know, which I think is really, it's, it's really stunning. Yeah. And um, also very cartoon. Yeah. I think you can tell me and Kim used to get ready together because I think there was probably a time in our life where me and Kim Chi used to sit down and like maybe internally competitively see who could put the most makeup on <laughs> and now we both look like complete nutcases it's great <laughs> it's great now it's real artistry yeah let's know? go wild with it right it's yeah drag. I love it you also collaborated with Sugar Pill oh my gosh of course I love Sugar, Sugar Pill Sugar Pill icons absolute icons Sugar Pill is a great company too it's a company owned by a woman of color I mean their whole philosophy is like the brightest craziest colors yeah so last year I did a palette with them called Oh Honey and it was all neutrals with a big blush and a pink lipstick and it was their fastest all out in history yeah. But working with them on that project, it was really cool to be a fly on the wall and see a professional makeup company put together a launch. Yeah. And it really kind of like greased my wheels for this project. So I was like, I can do this. There's so much. There's so much. Every single part of it. The smell, the packaging, the size of the box, how I'm like 
FDA. It's also kind of food and drugs. So you have to worry right. about ingredients. Yeah. Are they scented at all? I, I would think that they would have like maybe like a lemon scent or like a peach scent. Or... I tried to keep them no scent because people get so weird about it. Mm hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. ima imagine, just close your eyes and think of cotton candy. Now it's cotton candy scented. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the future, I think we will. Like, we have glosses coming out. And Ooh, glosses, nice. I think, kind of need a smell. They need a smell. You know, even if it's like a, a flavor, like a slight flavor. Yeah. With makeup, to me, it totally takes you back in time when you find a product that you used to use. Mm -hmm. Like, Max Factor Pan Stick. Mm -hmm. It was like oh, the yeah, stick yes. foundation that all the drag queens used in like, yes. you know. When I first started doing drag in like 2008... That's what I would use. And it's discontinued here in the States. So now when I go to the UK and they sell it at like the drugstores and I smell it, oh, it's like yeah. makes, makes me think back. of being like 18 and that it's, smell. It's the smell. Like I I love a good like cover girl, like kind of weird, like minty Noxzema smell that all like Oh, cover like a girl, weird chemical-y yeah, smell? Yeah, like the face products would have or like totally. that antiseptic, a sea breeze or like a 1006 lotion. <laughs> Will really be like you're trying to have a doctor experience. Yeah, it's a very evocative. Yeah, like you know when you're using an astringent as opposed to a toner. Yeah, it's very different. CoverGirl really, their face products do have that. I don't know what you call that. Like a, it's kind of a menthol. It's it's a little bit like a camphor smell. Like doctor's That's, office sort it's of. Very, yeah, it's doctors. It's very Vicks VapoRub totally, reminiscent. Totally. And um, kind of cough syrupy, a little Nyquil. What's your favorite products? What do um, you like? I. You know what? I like a good MAC lipstick. I, I do like Sugar Pill because Sugar Pill gives you the, the real quality clown stuff. Full of mica, full of pigment. Yeah, go wild. You know, it's real like... I have like a Sugar Pill palette that I made that's like straight up clown. Like oh, all the primaries. Clown hooker. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's black, white, red, blue. Yeah, and you know, Amy, the CEO <laughs> from that company, she's like this really beautiful, beautiful Vietnamese girl. And she's like, I don't want to say her age, but she looks 15. Gorgeous. And she does full, full makeup, clown makeup every day. I love it. Yeah. And even on the Saturdays, she'll FaceTime me from the office and mm -hmm. she's in there alone. Mm -hmm. Full makeup. Full makeup. For no one. With she's lashes. not going to see anyone that day. I do it too. Like not today, but I, I will do like full eyelashes at four in the morning. For what? For, for fun. For, for fun. You know, for me, like makeup is really about playtime, which is so great. That's why this is like packaged like this and the, the products you're making because it really puts that spirit of play back into these products, you know? Totally. I love it. It's sort of the psychology of like adults at their core, I think, just want to feel like children, mm -hmm. which is why they like things like call and response. They like being handed instruments during a show. Yeah. Play this tambourine. They're like, oh, yes, bitch. Yes, yes. Um, and I think with makeup, there's like an opportunity for that. Because so much makeup is about like, I mean, black packaging and being chic. And it's like, well, that's scary. Let's make it kind of stupid. Yeah. I mean, it also brings you back into sort of a little girl mm -hmm. kind of a feeling i was with mac for like five years and so i think like with that company you drink the kool-aid mm -hmm. and so like probably forever i'll still use mac just because when you've used mac forever it's very dependable yeah and you can get it kind of anywhere yeah uh, my favorite lipstick is probably del rio oh sure like an, i love a brown 90s red brick it's red totally 90s it's so 90s and it's so good or sheer I, plum i love seeing pictures of like girls who work at the make makeup counters in the 90s or they have like a brown lip liner with a clear gloss. Yes. With like a pencil thin eyebrow with a black matte smoky eye mm -hmm. with like a frosty brow bone. 
Oh yes, yes, that's the very frosty. That's round very Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller. That's yes, very Pamela Anderson. Yeah, very Pamela Anderson. I love that. Super hot. I remember there was this Mac ad because I used one of my favorite things about working in makeup was when the new launches would come out and they would put up the big displays and you'd have these models like done and you'd just be like worshiping them. There was this great Pamela Anderson one from when she did Viva Glam, and she just has. I mean, her eyebrows are razor thin. Yeah. And circular, like so nineties. Yeah. And her beautiful boobs in this like cut up shirt yeah oh my god so gorgeous but yet that eyebrow like it was like pencil thin and it was (laughs) it was like marlena dietrich's eyebrow from like the blue angel like it's a very 1930s kind of look like um, so severe yeah like clarabeau realness it is really clarabeau in it and then i think madonna did it in bedtime stories Oh, totally. (laughs) That look. Yeah. Well, I want people to be able to see your show. Now you're on a little bit of a makeup. Now you're doing your sort of Elizabeth Arden, Helena Rubenstein, (laughs) Estee Lauder I'm the Elizabeth Arden of drag. You are? Yeah, you can get online now and then we'll be entering stores here and overseas by the end of the year. Incredible. And then my special skinny legend is coming to Canadian television on September 26th on OutTV. It's my first special. And so where can people see you on socials, the medias? You can see me on every single platform at Tricks Mattel. I got really lucky. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. It's really good. And thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you. Come see me do comedy. I'll be at the Lucky Eagle Casino in Rochester, the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio, uh, the Improv in Washington, D.C., Wise Guys at the Gateway in Salt Lake City, and uh, Club Region Casino in Winnipeg, and the River Cree Resort and Casino in Enoch. But you can find all of my dates and whatever you need to know at margaretcho.com. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Margaret Show is an Erio's production with editing by Kat Hong and original music by Garrison Starr. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.